pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors, Rugby Warfare. They're a rugby lifestyle clothing brand with a range of unique designs of hoodies, T-shirts, shorts, jumpers and more. And they've kindly offered 25% off for all Rugby Pod listeners plus a free T-shirt with your order as well. So um, just go over to rugbywarfare.com forward slash rugby pod and get into the action. Also, a big thanks to Diageo and Guinness uh, for making our live show happen at the uh, Daryl Arms in Fulham last week. How did you guys enjoy that? Oh, good. Good pork scratchings. There were so many pork scratchings. They knew I was coming. They were good. You did a couple of barrels of those. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I thought it was all right. It's my scene down down Fulham. Mate, you've never been there. You you were heading to Soho. Well, I was, yeah. (laughs) You got got fucking lost, mate. I live in Soho. Um, But yeah, it was kind of my scene from what I'd seen down there. I enjoyed it. I told you it was going to be good. It is a good rugby pub and people get behind their rugby and and Fulham at the Durrell Arms. There there, there was a lot of, you say that, there was a lot of like jackets. There was a lot of like, how do you say, gentlemen there. Yeah, very, very good looking men were there. Well, hold on. Well, oh, well, my girlfriend was there, and I'm not taking yeah. to taking her to another rugby pod ever. She loved it. She did love it. Oh, she All did. the girls loved it that were there. Was, was she looking at Was she looking at Serious Chris? Yeah, she was actually. He's a, uh, yeah. It's a sad day today. Very sad. Serious Chris is leaving us. The All best, right. the the second best looking bloke on the pod. The second best looking bloke on the pod. Well, Chris, where are you going, mate? After who? Uh, I'm going to uh, going to the US. Going to visit Donald. Whereabouts? You can see the big DT. New York City. Yep. Mate. Big lights. Trump NYC. Tower. Mate, a man who looks like you, it looks as good as you. Like me and you together, we, we would own New York City. You are going to kill it there. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Are you saying that you're as good looking as him? I would say that we look very different, but we're both at that level where you couldn't touch us. Like, as in. You I know, wouldn't want to touch you, mate. Your tits are around your knees already. Hang on. Look at. You've hang had on. A, have you you've got, had a cesarean. Hang on. Have you you've got. got have you got. Have you, bag hang of, on. You're a bag of bones, mate. Have you got Mrs. Goosebra on today? A melted wheelie bin. Or what? <laughs> I leave the mums out of this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in horrendous shape at the minute. Yeah, no doubt. I haven't tripped. Well, Singapore took it out of me, the jet lag. Jet lag? Mate, I'm flying. Like three weeks ago. Premium economy, mate. We're saving money for the movie. Backs in pieces. Come back. <laughs> Mrs. is moaning, oh, you know, the twins are coming. I'm like, what do you mean they're coming? I need to get down to the gym. I need to push some tin. She's hold not on, having it. Hold on. You say the missus is moaning. Yeah, she's moaning. Can, we just, enough. can we just put that into context? <laughs> <laughs> she's giving birth tomorrow, right? Mate, she is moaning, and I have not <laughs> I have not touched my wife in weeks. Isn't she in labour right now? Is she, it? Uh, t- by the time this podcast is released, I am going to be a father of four. Can you believe that? Definitely yours, or...? Well, we'll see if they come out. If they look like Marrow, then uh, yeah, if they look like Marrow, mate. I'll be a father of two. And Marrow, um, remember just talking about Marrow. You said he's hung like a, a squirrel, mate. Yeah. So I'll know as soon as they come out. You, you don't know the sex yet. If do you? They're little nuts, mate. If they're like cashew nuts, mate, they they ain't mine. Are they boys? I don't know. We don't know if they're boys. Oh, okay. So we will find out. So by the time this is released, tweet me, message me, because uh, I'm going to have a lot on my hands. So it'd be nice to read some messages of of support or banter. I don't mind either way. Bounce. Bounce, eh? Oh, we've got another live show coming up, which is actually sold out. It's in uh, October 25th at O'Neill's in Soho. Um, oh. <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> show business, Jim. You'll, yeah. be, you'll be excited well, about that one. So, you'll be, well, Soho, you know, Tilly Von Trump's been there a few times, well, hasn't she? Oh, really? Okay, I don't know who Are that is. bringing her in the wabs? But yeah, so, yeah. Wabbers. Okay, so O'Neill's yeah. in Soho. That... Do you know it? 
Well, I don't know O'Neill's. That's like, you know, I'm more kind of like, you know, like edgy. O'Neill's is more like your Irish drinking pa. Oh. Of course I bloody know it. Of course I know O'Neill's. There's going to be 400 mad Englishmen. And maybe a few Irishmen, Scottishmen. Central London, there's bound to be some Zaffers, some Aussies. Nick Easter was good chat the other night. He was. Loved the Mindy. port scratching as well. Yeah, yeah he got he's into a big boy. He's, um, he's very defensive of his quins, isn't he? <sighs> he's like Will Skinner. I met Will Skinner in Singapore. Did I tell you I've been to Singapore? How so? What do you Minty? mean? In terms of like protective over Quins. I'll tell you what, right? We'll come on to it. I hate Quins. I've just said it. <laughs> I hate Quins. <laughs> Strong. I hate Strong. Quins. Said it. I've just, I've just said it. Boom. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I know what it is. It's Marleybone. Marleybone. His name's the, Joe Marla. Joe Marla giving it the big... Mate, I've buried that bloke. And he's coming out saying this, and Danny Kerr's coming here, think he's owning the sofa. Yeah, mate, Danny was good. Love Danny Kerr on the show. Well, yeah, good. He's, yeah, he's a good man. Like, and, then we get Min- and then we get Minty on last week. Is, it, is this the R- Rugby Pod Harlequin show? Yeah, who should we get next? Oh, Robbo, Rob Shaw, Robbo, Robbo. So you hate them? I listen. I thought Northampton were my worst team, but now we have resurrected them. We have. It's gone down to Quinns. <laughs> So you hate Quins? I hate Quins. I hate them. Who do you hate more? Quins or Wasps? Quins. When did this start? Is this just, you've just decided now or, or you've you've been just had this buried and bubbling away for a while and you just let it out? There's been an undercurrent of Harlequin's annoyance, I'd say. Not hatred, annoyance from when I played. Mate, I am dominating blokes when I go down to the stoop. Mate, I remember yeah, right. you'd have played the game last year, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. At the stoop. At the stoop. Against Quinns. Yeah. And Quinns won. Quinns won. And yeah, it was that's like right. We know, no, we know. No, no, Jim no. starts. It was, like they, it's like, it was like they won the World Cup final. Is that the last game you started for Saris by any chance? Or? Uh, it might have been Glasgow where I got man of the match in the quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> Sniff. Social media. Let's go to uh, Sirius Chris uh, one last time. I am going to miss you. Thanks, Jim. Because it's like... My view here is split between good-looking bloke, weird-looking bloke, fat-looking bloke. And what are you? A bag of fucking bones, melted wheelie? I can't. I don't look. I don't look at the myself. State of you, mate. I've got great legs, and that's all I can see is my legs. So legs. I, what I, are you? A bird? <laughs> I'm going to miss I've you, got Chris. Beautiful legs. He's a good-looking boy, and the best thing that Chris does week in, week out, rocks up, supplies us with Corona. Feeding you Corona is like feeding someone who can't get out of bed, who's morbidly obese, McDonald's. <laughs> Right. I am seriously worried about you, the size you've become. Every time. It was every week you're growing. (laughs) I've got a side profile of you, and I'm telling you now, your nipples are like, they're they're underneath. They're there. Look at them. No, no, they're they're folded underneath. They're still up top. They're still still loving life. And you've got two of your buttons on your shirt inside your belly button. (laughs) He's so aggressive today. He can tell he's had no sleep. He's looked after the kids. His missus in hospital. He's just firing out shots everywhere, isn't he? I don't care. He's, our, he's our like, ours. Quinn's a fucking hate you. Goody, you're fat. You're this, you're that. How are you? kids. My missus, I hate her. Blah, blah, blah. You, you can't I say those things, Jim. My, woman's a, my wife's a great woman. But you said she's moaning. <laughs> she is moaning. She shouldn't be moaning. I should be moaning. I'm at home looking <laughs> after the kids. <laughs> she shouldn't be moaning. She's having twins. Yeah. She's, in, she's been in hospital for a week. What, lying on bed watching movies? <laughs> <laughs> this bloke, his head's gone. He's ridiculous. My head's his gone, mate. How hard is it His chest's gone and his head's gone. Chester's gone. Sorry, Chris. 
So Luke Narraway's around. I, I saw you noticed. He well, wants to catch he, up with you tonight. Well, uh, he's in the bad books as Just well. Some feedback. <laughs> hey, okay, tell us, tell us why. What happened? Well, Luke Narraway's in the bad books for two reasons. So I go to Singapore. I was filming a movie there. I don't know if I've mentioned it. <laughs> oh, so there's a movie going down called Rugby Explorer. It's like going to be the real deal. So I'm there at an event in Singapore, uh, uh, the Bucks Rugby Club, and it was like a, a pub. And James Forrester, who was emceeing, comes out with this question from Luke Narraway, which is like, apart from the Willie shot that Goody's got, it's like Jim's second what, what you say, Willie, biggest fear. Mate. The acorn shot. It's not very, yeah. the cashew nut. The, it's more of half a half a macadamia. But yeah, okay, so apart from the half macadamia snack that Goody's got on his phone, Nazar's got something that's quite. It's like a bit of dirt on me, but it's not really dirt. It was a bit of a misunderstanding to do with paper suits, police stations, and Swansea. Tells James Forrester this story, and James Forrester asked me at this event. So Naz's in the bad box because I've got can, an unbelievable story on him. Can you tell us? the truth of the story because you know, people like Naz they never let the truth get in the way of a good story and obviously no. em- embellish I can't, this is a story I can't I can't talk about but Chris has got some great questions come on Jack and Ori Jim no mate go on Chris Goody there's one for you yes it's from Robert Jones is it true Goody had a scrap with Austin Healy while at Leicester about some fake wabbers some fake wabbers mm. no we had a scrap at Leicester over some fake knockers no it was uh, in training and it was in it. Austin wrote it in his book, and it was pure lies. So <clears throat> we fit. I was a young kid. He was scrum half. I was fly half. I was a very young kid, probably nineteen years of age. He hated playing scrum half. Wanted to play ten or just be the boss wherever he was. And Pat Howard was our coach. He kept picking me at ten. Kept picking Austin at nine. We finished training, and uh, I had the ball, and I was going to do some kicking practice. And Austin's like, "Give me that ball." Finished training. He's like, "Give us the ball." I'm like, "No, I'm doing some kicking." He's like. Give me the fucking ball. I'm like, no, no. I've got it. I'm doing some kicking. He's like, you don't give me the ball. I'll come over there and knock you out. I was like, Austin, you're four foot three. You're fucking weak as piss. If you want to get it, come and get it. You want the ball, come and get it. All right, all right, Goody. I was like, this kid. It's time to... And Leicester, you have to earn your stripes, don't you? Get it. Stripes, Tigers. There you go. Yeah. Boom. But, you know, he'd have expected me to just go, oh, yes, Austin, you're an international. You're this, you're that. There's the ball. And I'm, you're looking around and Leon Lloyd and a few of the other boys are starting saying. Goody, don't give him the ball. I'm like, yeah, Austin, fuck you. No one likes you. Uh, anyway, so he came over and he tries to wrestle it off me. And I'm holding it. And then the ball... Mate, don't, don't wrestle a bear. Do don't, not, don't wrestle, not a bear. wrestle a big fat bear. So eventually the ball goes on the floor, fists going everywhere. Um, he gets filled in. Paul Gustav comes over. Hang on, hang on. You've missed out the fighting, the actual fighting bit. So fists are going everywhere. The ball's been ripped out. So... I dropped the ball eventually, yeah, and we were just swinging at each other. And what? Any so connections? The, the best. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a few. Uh, and the oh, best, no, no doubt. The best bit. It was a bit like Tyson Fury, just belly everywhere, just swinging around. <laughs> yeah. um, best bit. Paul Gustard comes over, and eventually, what happened always at Leicester is they let the fight go, and then someone they try and split it up, right? Because everyone loved to see a fight back in the day at Leicester. Paul Gustard comes over, just grabs Austin, and just as he grabs him, his hands are down. Boom. Judas. Yeah, proper shot in the nose. His <laughs> nose was everywhere. But in his book, he writes that he put me in hospital and I couldn't play the game that weekend, which is absolute horseshit. And as everyone knows, Austin, Austin's a great bloke. You know, away from all the bravado and all the banter. One-on-one is a good bloke. Stick him in front of a group. What a bellend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, where the fake tits came from, I don't know. Well, maybe he was... Maybe, maybe, I, need, maybe I need some. Maybe, maybe I need chest implants. Maybe he was t- grabbing yours. Yeah, there we go. Maybe Robert Jones will let us know. Mm. 
Glasgow, you'll like this one. Who? How much better can Who? they be once their stars are playing? Okay, let's, next question. That's Glasgow, question. Mate, no. What do you Who mean? Who gives a flying shit about Mate, how good are Glasgow? The, the, the Pro 14 or whatever How it's good are Glasgow? I, I don't know. I've not seen them. don't care. Well, it's the I shittiest do. league in the world. Well, it's not, is it? Name me a worse league than the top four, uh, than the Pro 14. You don't even know the name exactly, of the Exactly, that's how bad it is. <laughs> there you go, mate. Name me, a, name me a worse league than that. The top league in Japan is probably better than that. Mate, it's not about that, though, is it? It's about the teams that are good. Scarlet, Glasgow. Benetton Treviso, look what you've done for them. Look oh, what you've exactly. done for teams. I know, I know. Well, Last year you're burying these Italian teams and now look at them, mate. It's a shit league. But Glasgow are doing well. And you'd like to say, they haven't got their star players just yet. But Glasgow is a similar team to Exeter. They're playing each other in the Champions Cup. So that's going to be an interesting game. <laughs> Glasgow, a little bit under the radar. Players aren't as high profile as you think. Could you name me name me five Glasgow players, Goody? Go on. Finn Russell. Yeah. Tommy Seymour. Yeah. Tommy Seaman, yeah. He listens to the show. Hey, Has Tommy. He a lot of Seaman? A lot, mate. As his piece. I reckon, mm. he's, I reckon he, he goes well. It's a lot of girth. Yeah. There we a go. lot of girth, hell of a bush. He's Irish. <laughs> hell of a bush. Yeah. You've got to trim the undercarriage, boys. Yeah, so you've got... So Finn Russell. Finn Tommy Russell, Seymour. Tommy Seymour. That's ridiculous. I'm done. That's the, Mate, Stuart Hogg's there. Stuart Hogg, there we go, yeah. Yeah, really freckly, Willie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's white as anything as well. There's really no talent. He, he doesn't talent really at all, does he? Yeah, bush front Tran- Translucent white yeah. skin. See a lot um, of veins. There you go, there's three three players. <laughs> three. But Glasgow, very impressive. All right, one for you to sign off on, one each. Who's the quickest fat bloke you've played with or against? I'll take that. Thanks. As in, you'll take it, you'll take the mantra. Mantra, is it mantra or mantle? You, so, you'll take the mantra. Was that, that's some kind of stingray, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're trying to say, mate. <laughs> So well educated. Goody, you were quick. Have I told the story before about Goody in pre season? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Have I? You're charging up a hill or charging something. Charging up a hill. <laughs> yeah. Tom, mate, Tom Vandale rig out I everywhere. Couldn't believe, yeah, Tom Vandale's running up, ripped to smithereens, and he, mate, you've got his tits are literally smacking him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> there's sweat, there's hair. Belly Could you picture everyone. it? The skullet down the back. He's got these red cycling shorts on, and you were flying up the hill. This is why I race in New Zealand. Everyone's like, how the fuck did you lose? I was like, did they re- who's everyone? Mate, everyone. You, you, you're trying to make out you're some sort of Adonis athlete. No, I'm not. You watch yourself fucking play, mate. No, you no. couldn't move, mate. You could maul and scrap, mate. I could maul to the cows come and always out. be offside and give everyone the opposition nine points. But yeah, carry on. All right, Danny, care. All right, blitzed <laughs> him in the back, mate. I'm talking you up here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking you up here. Um, who you, else was? You're a good player. Who else was the fatties that were good? It's <clears throat> a good question, actually. Thomas Waldron. He's quick. He's quirky. He's all right, here he is. Yeah. Kiwi pipes about Kiwi. He's English, right. mate. He's played for England. Well, yeah, but he's Kiwi, isn't he? He's yeah. Kiwi, mate. He's a fat, fast kid. I'm going to um, think of one, maybe. Where are we going? Stefan Armitage. Was he fit? <laughs> I'd love to say what his nickname was. But mate, talking of fat and big, what about your bastard who plays for Toulon? Bastero. Bastero. Your bastard. Your bastero. How fat is he? Mm. How big? Try tackling the fucker, though. Mate, I think I did. There's no way, you, it, mate. You wouldn't have laid a finger on him. I'm telling you now, I've tackled him before. In the stands, mate. How's it would have been a disaster. <laughs> it was, mate. It was. It was, mate. You got put into next week. Absolute disaster. <laughs> you bastard. Let's go to the Roman Mill. What do you guys got for this? this mate, game? some of these are ridiculous. I'm sure someone's made these up. I've tweeted today. It was that powerful. I'm looking at, we've got a new producer, by the way. Fred's living in Singapore now. We're not. I'm not going to say his name yet. 
He's not earned. He's not earned his stripes yet. Basically, to go off the grip, we're getting some merchandise, right? So we're in the process of coming up with some rugby pod, the rugby pod merchandise. We're on a WhatsApp group. Tim pipes up. I've just said his you name. Said his My name. God, you just said his name. I've just said his name. It's his code name. It's That's his code, code name. name. That's his code name. Pipes up. I'll have a free cap. No, you won't, mate. You'll be paying. You'll be paying for the rugby podcast. You'll be wearing it. And then you can do a naked calendar shoot with it on for Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, we've got some merchandise on the way. That's exciting. What kind of merchandise? We're, we going, can... we're going trucker caps first. Yeah, nice, nice. Trucker caps, vests. Little hillbilly stuff. Yeah, for, nice. for Christmas, we've talked about bringing out a bra, like the Andy Good bra, the rugby pod bra. What, for, for women or for fat dudes? Well, whatever. It could be for both. So it could be like you kind I don't of... Think, is there a fat dudes bra out there? Well, there isn't yet, no. Well, there's well, a market, we, could, we could pan that, can we? Could you imagine? Fat dudes bra. Fat dudes bra. The good bra. Oh, my word. <laughs> We've got it. The, 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 the good bra for Christmas. Uh, rumour mill. Yeah, rumour mill. Sunny Bill. Can't Lies. Be, it can't be true, can it? Where to? Sale. Mate. I saw the sale owner at the weekend. He looks younger than my six-year-old son. How old is he? He's 36. 30, no, he's not. He's 39. He's I 39? Sat, I sat having a beer with him. Uh, oh, no doubt. After sale in Newcastle. I'll tell you why I had a beer with him. Because he's rich. He wanted... Well, yeah. But I've never seen anyone try and gobble someone off as much as Mark Cueto was. Mark Cueto, very good friend of mine, top bloke. It's Jason Orange, his brother. Oh, no Couldn't doubt. take that. So Cueto's like, he's our kid, isn't he? I stand, stand next to him getting slips. Got a job for life, haven't I, Gildy? Shit Manchester accent, that, wasn't it? So, so yeah, no, he's, he's a good bloke. He, you know, they're, they're trying to invest. They did say that after the game when they got 50 points put on them. They, they did say that. They, were trying to <laughs> they did get hockey, didn't they? So, Sonny Bill Williams to sale. Mm, you really. could see him there, couldn't you? No. No? Right. I'm pretty sure he's he's all tied up until like Well, He's not going to leave till after the World Cup, is he? Yeah. Let's no, be serious. Definitely not. Two years away. And then there's, chat, there's always chat about him going back to NRL. He's, he's old, time. isn't he? He's old? Well, he'll be two years' time post-World Cup. 31, will he be? No, I think he's a bit I think he's got a bit on that. I think he's... No, he wouldn't be th- he, he wouldn't be more than 31 now, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it would be 33, oh. 34. His time will be, mate. His time will be gone then by then. Mate, snaps his Achilles. Always a tough one. Mm. He the same player. Hell of a rig on him. Hell of a rig. <sighs> Ross Moriarty. I've heard this one as well. Go on then. Back to Wales. Mm, well, I heard Northampton. I heard he was chatting to Northampton. And then that fell through. Premiership club. But then the WRU. Want to potentially buy him out. How much? 500 snakes, 600 snakes. 500 snakes. Oof. 500 snakes a year. I saw, I, I saw him in Cheltenham the other day. He was driving around in a gold Mercedes. I was in, obviously not pure gold, but the colour gold. I mean, who drives a gold Mercedes? It's ridiculous. <laughs> so what, 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 500 grand a year? It's not bad, that, is it? Showbiz, wouldn't it? you wouldn't get a bed for that, would you? That'd be about my level, I reckon. <laughs> what, as a player or as a, in showbiz? That, as a player. As a player, what do you, generally though, what do you reckon in today's market, if you were... If I went to market now? No, no not now, because you, you has been, mate. You're making in bits, your body's... You, you left half your chest in the changing room when you <laughs> yeah. retired from Saris. Um, say you're 20, in your peak, in your prime, like the market's gone through the roof, right? Yeah, I reckon I'm a 700 round player. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> Mate, week in, week out, international. Jesus. <laughs> international? Scotland, mate, doesn't even count. Mate, 
In today's market, right, a call in second row who's six foot nine with heels, who's got an end. Mate, I'm, you only wear heels with Teddy Von Trump. Mate, I'm a steam train, mate. I will go steam. all day. I will go. I will run to the cows come. I will run all day. I would have ran all day. Not faster than me, though, so no. Turnovers? Zero. Mate, I got loads. I won Saracen to final play against Exeter. <laughs> that, all that stuff has value. Mm. Hang on, 700 so bags. I'm going, I put, so in today's market, mm. when I was playing, I was only on half a mil a year. <laughs> Goody, what about you, mate? What, mate so, if you're 700 bags, I'm about 4 million, mate. Seriously? Well, no, because it's... 4 million bags of what? Uh, sugar. Mate. Mate, you couldn't tackle. Are, are, you tell, are you telling me you're, in today's game, yeah. your value would have been higher than mine? Yes. At club level? Yes. You are fucking dreaming. <laughs> mate, you couldn't tackle. Now you have to be to able to tackle. The, I just got the belly in the way, mate. Yeah, you used to. Just get the Not belly now. in the way. Mate, you got props. Mate, every single prop would be running around you. Are you dreaming? Over you. Are you dreaming? So what, what value would you put on yourself then? Now. So say Bigger, bigger Roo's gone to Northampton for 750. So you in your prime, full skullet. Full skullet everywhere. Leggings down by the bottom of your knees, then red leggings, horrendous yeah. things, and your crap gloves. Loved them. What level would you put yourself at? Those gloves built my house, mate. Have you seen it? Mate, it's a big house, a nice house. Um, don't know. Well, hold on. What's fast time for? Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Eight hundred grand. Eight hundred. I don't know. I just think I'm, I'm speculating. George Ford, he's on six hundred. Uh, Leicester. It's all about opportunity. So your value. It's not. It's just straight. You, so, you're, so you're, you're thinking you're going to fit somewhere in between that, or? Well, no. You, you, you're paying that for those players, but they're not always going to be there at the club, are they? That's where I put my value in. So in my peak... Mate, I, they're not, they ain't going to pay 750 grand for you to play the LV Cup, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> Internationals are away. Jim, you're in. Yeah, but you're saying for that, seven, salaries. I reckon if I, seven games if I went a to a sale, if I went to a sale or something like that, I'd be getting paid seven seven fifty, maybe even 800 with him his rights. <laughs> with him his rights, I love this. So Come on, what figure are you putting yourself? You're not sad. But if you're seven feet, I'm definitely worth more than you. In terms of winning rugby games for a club. All right, big nuts. Yeah. Come on, 100%. Then, worth well, well, so, we'll hit me with a number what's then. What's the number? What are you worth? Yeah, but he's not being realistic, though, is he? I, tell, I am being genuinely realistic. In today's okay, market. Mar- right. Maro Mar- Mar- Toji is not on 700 Okay, go- Goody. He's not in f- his prime. F- forget, what su- forget what the superstar's on. What, what, what would oh, you half, be on? Half a mil. Half a mil. Yeah. You'd be if on Farrell, half a mil. If Farrell's 750. Mate, look at my stats. Look at my kicking. Yeah, I'm going there. You can run a game. Mate, second look at, row. Your, look at your stats Mate, for Saracens. Run a line out. Let, yeah, let's look at your stats. We, we, we bought your stat up for Saracens, didn't we? When you started, how many games they won? Yeah. 34% it was or something. Mate, no, no, no. 34%. They lost. They lost 34%. 34% of the games that Jim started for Saracens, they won. So they've lost 66% no, of the games that you started. That's, no, that's wrong. We'll, that's we'll find that out stat. for next week. Right. Anyway. So, anyone else? Uh, Strettle. And a bender don. Bendy knob. He has got a bendy knob. Has he? Good player. Good piece on him. He could go around go around the uh, the chews of a sink. He used to put it around a pipe glass, didn't he? Of course. Finn yeah. Russell to Racing 92. Have you heard, heard this that. chat? I knew he was going to Montpellier before. I don't believe that, though. doesn't seem logical, does it? It seems more logical to Montpellier. Mm. It doesn't, though. Cruden. True. Oh, true. Mm. Carter, is he going to be finishing at the end of the year? Yeah, they've just signed Pat Lambie. They've spent yeah, a whack on there. Pat Lambie. Big one, though. Ben Teo. You're going, to, you're going your way, isn't you, Jim? Saracens. I've not heard this. Brad Barrett retiring maybe at the end of the year. Really? Hmm. Heard the rumour. Where from? From the rumour mill. <laughs> this rumour mill. I've got my ear to the ground of the rumour mill. So you've heard Ben Teo. Or Teo. 
Well, it depends. Like uh, someone like me would call him Teo. Yeah, you'd call him Teo. Okay. So, but yeah, he'd be a good signing. Bath or Saris, I heard. I think he's a bloody good player. He'd be good for Saris, eh? How good was he against Gloucester on Friday? Yeah, he's good. Poor, poor Worcester team. His footwork. Yeah. For a big fella. For a bloody big fella. What was your step off left? Was he the one? Is he the left or right? He's the right. <laughs> no, but there's only, there's one leg that he steps off the whole the, the time. The right. The right. Yeah, he does the right. Is it? He goes the right. Because if I'm passing diff- to the right, it's not as strong. Yeah. He's better off passing to the left. All right, cheers, Andy. He's right. Nice, Andy Rowe. Cheers, mate. Do you know, it's Ben Tio's a Kiwi, so that's how he knows about it. You ask okay. him about any other English rugby player, what? the arrogant Kiwi would have no clue. No, but like, surely like if you're playing against him. You're right. Yeah, I wouldn't. If you're playing against him, if I'm playing against him, I'm lining up on his inside. As soon as he steps, bang! <laughs> Mate, if hey. I'm playing against Tio, I'm, I'm just drifting and saying yours. I'm shouting out yours to whoever my inside man is. And this is coming from the half a million pound player. <laughs> word. Um, Sean O'Brien uh, came out over the last week uh, saying that the Lions would have won 3-0 with some bit of coaching. Billy Vernapolo agreed with him that they would have won 3-0 after Eddie Jones was in charge. What, what do you guys make of that? There was a lot of discontent, I think, with Gatlin. That's what we've heard. And kind of know whether or not they would have won three 0 or not. I, I beg to differ, because that's going to be the same in every Lions tour. There's going to be discontent, though, isn't there? Because of course there is. You've got really good players missing out. But mate, there's discontent in every team in the Premiership. There's discontent in every rugby team, and in, whether fans want to believe that or not, it's the it's the truth. What do you boys used to call yourself at Leicester? Team what? Team see you next Tuesday. Yeah. For the, for the shags that wouldn't get picked, there's all sorts of names. There's the driftwood, the the shags, mixed veg, mixed veg, the mixed veg, the chop veg, the shags, all sorts. So that whatever environment you're in in rugby, dirty dirties, dirty dirties, yeah. Whatever environment you're in in rugby, there's 15 players starting in a squad of 45. You've probably got 10 injured, so you've got the 20 players that think they should be starting or want to be starting, so they're not happy. And Sean O'Brien, I think if you actually listen and and read what he said. The way it's been portrayed is, is outrageous, I think, in terms of what's the way the, the message that's come across in the press. Talking about Howley was garbage, you know, he couldn't control Farrell and Sexton and the, the attacking game plan was all that and Gatlin wasn't great either. But if you actually listen to it and digest the whole piece of it, I think it's been misconstrued massively. And I you know, I think, yeah, have an opinion. Why not? Why shouldn't you have an opinion? We, we had the, we had this debate last week. We did. Is Gatlin gonna coach him again? Is Sean O'Brien gonna make the next Lions tour? I don't know. Is Gatlin going to be the coach of the next Lions tour? I think he will. But why can't he have an opinion? I don't think he's, you know, he's not said anything too controversial. If you actually listen to what he said, and yes, it has caused uproar, and there's the whole thing this week, today, it was, they were talked about the next Lions tour being cut down to eight games. But like you said, you get discontent on a Lions tour because you take too many players. Mm. Reduce the amount of games, take less players, everyone will feel more involvement. You think it's a maybe an element as well of uh, the players like he's still a current player, and I know you guys aren't current players, so you can say what you like. But also, he, but he's he's kind of said something about his current teammates a little bit that's made it made it made it worse. I don't think he's said anything bad about the players, has he? No, he's, he's you know, but like but like what... he had the inside knowledge of of the Lions while he's still sort of I know he's not still part of it, but it kind of still it's quite fresh. Well, well Jim was you spoke to some of the, the Scottish boys that. Yeah, miraculously got picked um, for the Lions tour, didn't you? So horrible. <laughs> oh, come on. Greg Laidlaw shouldn't have been on that tour. Should um, have been on the bench. No, oh, mate. Bench for Scotland against Tonga, whoever they played. <laughs> but you spoke to them, didn't you? And you well, not necessarily Greg, but there was you heard rumours of a bit of discontent in terms of... Well, it, it was more the fact that I think... I don't know whether I can say it, but I will. 
So I spoke to Finn. I went to the the hotel ahead of the second or third test, potentially the third, because I think it was after. There was a lot of injuries. I said to Finn, "How are you getting on, mate? You must be loving it." He's wearing the full stash, full kit, and he said, "Oh, mate, I find it quite difficult actually because he said that he didn't feel a part of the squad whatsoever. He said that the guys were getting." The jersey presentation for either the second or third test, I can't remember what it was. Second test it would have been, actually, because I weren't there for the third. Second test, they were getting the jersey presentation. I said, are you going in? He says, oh, no, it's just the uh, the match 23, which I thought was really bizarre. Uh, the fact that surely everyone in that Lions squad should be there for that kind of historic moment. I think Brian O'Driscoll potentially presented the jerseys. But, but I said to Finn, how is it? You must be loving it. He's like, mate, hardly trained. So he's been there. They've obviously got two Happy days. Two, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think that hit the whole expectations of him as a kid, growing up watching the two Scotland players before him play for the Lions. That was meant to be a joke. No one laughed. It was. I did laugh a little bit. Yeah. I was trying to think of the two Hastings, too many. Hastings, Hastings brothers. Hastings, yeah. yeah, Wayne Wright, Doddy Weir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it should have been the best moment of his life, being there as a British Lion in New Zealand. And you could see that it wasn't, uh, which I thought was a real shame. That's my thing on the tour and the point of the size of the squad. You're taking 40-odd players on a tour. You're never going to be able to integrate them all completely. You take a smaller squad and play a more concentrated amount of games. So you play, it's obviously got to be a three-test three, three test series. So you play four warm-up games. Then you don't need to take such a big squad. Then you don't have that disparity between guys that know they're just there as the midweek shags, the mix of edge or whatever they want to call themselves. Four warm-up games across three weeks, maybe. Then three tests, and it's a short tour. This whole thing that's come out over the last few days as well, last week, talking about uh, the Premiership rugby want to extend the season, it's just ludicrous. You know, the boy, the amount of rugby they play, the injuries now that we're seeing at the start of the season, obviously Billy Vanapol has come out and said he'll go on strike. Ben Youngs has backed it up as well and said, ultimately as players we don't want to get to that point, but... Got to hear the the players' voices and say, "Enough's enough." They're, they're at their limit of the amount of games they can play in a year, and you know it's the people, the corporates that are, and the people that are trying to generate more money for the game. At, at the same time, you speak about and hear Billy and people talk about the amount they're playing. They're just going to be out on their feet, and the, therefore the product will deteriorate. Um, and it's a vicious circle. And like you've said that before, haven't you? About yeah, I, I your think body that, was fucked. I think there's ten more games. 10 too many games, sorry, a season. I think there's, I think the player welfare that surrounds that is not sustainable at the level that it's at now, let alone if you're going to add more on. I just think it's ridiculous. I don't think anyone's really thought about it. You're talking about all the stuff around concussion, HIAs, player welfare, the stuff that's kind of top of the agenda, yet you're flipping that round and saying, actually, we're going to put players at more risk. We're going to put more issues to, you know, towards the clubs and stuff like that, the physio department. They're already stretched. You know, joking aside, I've been in the environment for the last 15 years and I've seen, you know, the, the how stretched teams are. And Saracens were stretched and we had an unbelievable squad of players. Well, and, that, and they were that stretched, they had to sign you, mate, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. Stretched to that many, that much strength and depth. And, you know, they're just churning out players. You know, the player welfare isn't there. Let's go to Ed Jackson. We've got him on the phone, uh, former... Wasps and Dragons number eight suffered a spinal injury in April after diving unknowingly into a shallow end of a swimming pool at a barbecue with some family friends. Um, how how are you? How are you doing at the moment, Ed? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Hi, Goody. Hi, Jim. Hello, buddy. Hello, how mate. are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No doubt, sat uh, with a beer. You got the, the dogs and the missus looking after you still, or? 
Yeah, just feet up with a beer. I've actually no, I've, I've actually been left home alone. I'm halfway through a, I'm halfway through a physio session. Oh, we've, but, we've, uh, we've interrupted you, have we? Mate, don't worry about that. I'm not bothered about you interrupting. Take as long as you like. Ed, are you in any position to sort of talk us through exactly what happened? Yeah. Um, I basically picked the wrong end of the swimming pool to dive into. That's a long story short. <laughs> um, but um, no, it was just a, yeah, it was an elaborate career-ending insurance job. But <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a few of them, mate. Jim tried that as well. It was only when I woke up in hospital. I remembered I didn't have any insurance. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was just a freak. It was just a freak accident, really. I just um, I'd never been in the pool before. Uh, picked the wrong end. Smacked my head in the bottom of the pool. Didn't lose consciousness or anything, but just um, lost the uh, lost the use of my limbs instead. So uh, luckily, my dad and one of my mates was there. To pull me to the surface, and you know, it's just been um, the long road since then, really. You talk about it being a long road. I know it ultimately for you and your career and obviously the, the differential in the day before that happened to where you are now. In reality to your recovery, it's been phenomenal, hasn't it, in terms of the speed. You know, we were at a wedding together in the summer. You know, you're walking up and down again after, a, was it 100 days? Yeah, yeah, so, I've been, um, yeah, I've been incredibly lucky in, in, in that regard. Like, as far as, as, far as spinal, spinal injuries go... Um, you know, obviously, first of all, I was lucky to have an incomplete injury, so um, I've had a chance to make make a recovery. But I'm six months down the line now, and um, you know, these things take years rather than weeks. So um, it's still early days, and to be able to be back on my feet, although with AIDS and stuff, uh, you know, that's 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 awesome for me. Yeah, Ed, I think a lot of people have been watching your progress on Instagram. I think it's brilliant that you've kind of been documenting that and it's been you know inspiring to watch from what I've seen your kind of recovery has been quite quick in terms of the injury that you had and from what I was reading what I've seen has it slowed down slightly now is it looking is it going to get more difficult as the weeks months and years go on now yeah I think that in the early days um, the nature of these injuries you know recovery from swelling and um, you know just letting that that all go down and then you're basically left with what you're left with and now I'm in the sort of stage of relearning sort of I've got to retrain my brain there's a lot of scrambled messages definitely especially going down the left hand side of my body so um, this is a thing that takes a long time that takes the the hours and the days and the weeks and the rapid just the repetitions um, all the boring stuff um, so you know I know I know I'm locked in for this for you know months years to come but the fact that I could get to the point where I've got some independence before I have to start the retraining phase um, makes my life a hell of a lot easier and, and obviously everyone else who doesn't have to look after me anymore. And Jack, obviously we've known each other for a fair few years now. I know the sort of character you are. You're driven to um, bounce back as quickly as possible and you know, I remember days of watching you do fitness tests and everything, thinking this guy drinks a hell of a lot, but geez, he's always winning the fitness tests. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. the tr- that is the truth as well. You've never seen anything like it. What, drink, forward, yeah, drink more than well, you. Know me, you know me, you have a fitness test all nights out. I'm always giving 110. <laughs> exactly, mate. It's, honestly, it's unbelievable what you've seen. But obviously, you know, off the back of being a decent pro and having a, a good career, you must set yourself more challenges, you know, over the next few years to see a, a goal and see some daylight. Um, yeah, I mean... My time in in hospital and just the last six months learning more about the world of um, you know spine, neurological injuries, spinal cord injuries, and 
Um, I found, you know, I appreciate how lucky I am and the support network I've got um, and the charities, you know, supporting me to be able to sort of attack this head on and have the intensive, the intensive rehab that I think needed for these kind of injuries. Um, but I appreciate at the same time that everyone's not as lucky as me. So I feel strongly about helping to change that. And, you know, it's people like Hambo and, um, you know, Matt Hampson Foundation and uh, Restart and the, the spinal injury charities that have helped me. I want to spend the next couple of years at least trying to help them, you know, get give them back what they've given me and try and help other people that aren't as lucky as me. I'm not sure um, yet, you know, what form that'll be in, whether it be physical challenges or um, just, you know, but that's that's sort of my, my goal for the, the, next, the coming few months and years, I think. Yeah, because uh, we just shown something actually, and about that was in the newspaper, uh, Ed, about something with the Paralympics and potentially an appearance in there. Am I, am I right in saying that? Um, not, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about the Paralympics, but um, there's uh, the Spinal Injury Games, which is where it all came from, which is um, held every year. Um, and if you've been in a spinal injury uh, on a spinal injury ward within 12 months of the games, then you can go and. You know, you basically try out all the different events, and um, there'll be um, there'll be selectors there. But to be honest, my um, my body's already so wrecked from rugby. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I think I'm just going to enjoy enjoy not putting it through the mill. And not to say I won't do something crazy like an endurance event, a one-off thing. But I think the days of competitive uh, sport as such are behind me. And obviously, um, Jacka, we've we'd have had a few nights out over. The last few years that we've played together and known each other. Um, going back to Vegas um, for Benny Jacobs Stagdu, Tom Vandell, big fan of the show. He's had a big impact on the show in the Filthy Fifteen. You must have a story of Tom Vandell on that on that trip to Vegas that we all shared together, have you? Or what about Dorsey? Yeah, Tom Vandell, Dorsey. You know, the swimming pool. No. Uh, well, yeah, I just um, I saw probably that saw more than I uh, needed to on that trip. <laughs> what did you see? What did you see? <laughs> well. Um, I think within a few hours of getting there, Tom was riding around the pool on a, on a couple of inflatables, and they they weren't blow up toys. <laughs> <laughs> so true that was. <laughs> Thank you very very much for coming on the show, Ed, um, and and best of luck for your recovery. I know everyone's behind you, and um, and uh, also I, I guess you want to thank those uh, charities again for us and, uh, and let us know who they are. Uh, yeah, obviously um, the Matt Hampson Foundation um, has done a lot for me um, so far. Re- restart Rugby as well. And I just want to thank Jim again for uh, donating that European Cup final shirt. That was a lovely touch, mate. I really appreciate that. Uh, did he play in that game or not? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> mate, I, I, it's Jack, clean. Jacko, there was a lot of champagne on that shirt. Put it this way, mate. So a couple of minutes <laughs> of sweat. A lot of champagne. My, my pleasure, though, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Thanks Jacko. Thanks for coming on the show. Cheers, Cheers guys. Bye. But he's a he's a hell of a bloke. When we were together at Wasps, I've never seen anyone that can. You see boys that drink, right? And I, I, I do every day with you, yeah. <laughs> but you see, you see boys that you you've played with for years um, in various different environments, and you know they're the big boozers of the team, or you know love a night out. But then there's certain ones that love a night out and just aren't great at training. So everyone loves a beer, but no one likes a gun. This kid, fuck me, could he back up a night out, do a fitness test the next day, and kill it as well? He was he was phenomenal, great bloke. Uh, real shame, but I it suppose... is a real shame, isn't it? Like you talk about, you know, accidents and life without going too deep into things. But what an unfortunate thing hmm. to happen. And Henry Fraser is another guy who I've come to know a lot more through his brother Will at Saracens, and 
He's just brought his book out. Inspirational guy, isn't he? Inspirational guy. Mm. Henry Fraser is actually going to be at the live the live show in Soho. But it's such an innocuous thing mm. in terms of, you know, Ed jumping into a swimming pool, Henry diving into the sea on his first lad's holiday and breaks his neck. But you hear these stories and through the power of will, you know, and togetherness and all these things and, you know, the stuff people are doing in rugby, the Matt Hampson Foundation. There are good people out there. Mm. You know, doing, the, doing was, good things. I was doing it. You talk about the Matt Hampson Foundation, and obviously Jim and I are big supporters and followers of that, and uh, ambassadors. But we had a dinner on last Wednesday in Central London, and people, come, you know, obviously it's now raising money for the Get Busy Living Centre, and which is Matt Hampson's dream over the last five years uh, about building this big rehab centre that's nearly built now, isn't it? I went there to look at it. It's you know, it's not far from being finished, but we need to raise more money to fill it with all the medical equipment needed. But we had a dinner in, in Mayfair last Wednesday, and I was amazed that the the people that were there had obviously paid a hell of a lot of money to be there, but the players that came supported him. And and we all get invited to loads of charity events, don't we? And you want to try and make a difference as a player, as an ex-player, to charities where you can add value and you know help raise money. But we had Jason Leonard turn up. Jason Leonard's a hero. Some of the best stories you've ever heard. Mike Tyndall turns up. He's an ambassador. Big, big names. Adam Jones, Graham Roundtree, real quality people. And when you're raising money for causes like that and you hear Jacko talking about he wants to thank the Matt Hampson Foundation for support, etc. And then Jacko now saying he wants to pay back the support he's had in various ways he can to raise money. It's just, that's the power of rugby. Um, Good people. And we all sit here and have a beer and a joke, but good people, good, you know, accidents happen and, you know, we all support where we can, but generally rugby's surrounded by good people. Let's look at the Premiership. Bit of a topsy-turvy start. Well, a massively topsy-turvy start to the season. Quinns beat Wasps away uh, last week and then lose at home to Leicester. You, you can't really pick them I mean, Quinns are shocking. Don't talk to Jim about Quinns. Quinns are just, they're just shocking. <laughs> what are you saying, P-Hearts or? Just shocking. No, man, listen, that, that was a hell of a game. The Quinns, Leicester, Saturday. Great game of rugby. End-to-end stuff at times. There was... Five minutes of carnage when there was three or four bodies just spread across the field. End-to-end stuff in terms of Marlon Yard makes a break, chips it over, Leicester go the length, nearly score. It was a brilliant game of rugby and you know Le- Leicester will be delighted because you look at the parallels between teams and Leicester started off poorly losing their first couple. Northampton started off poorly losing their first game. Northampton have bounced back three victories. Leicester have won a couple now on the spin. Quinns, they've you know gone away to Wasps and won. Then lose at home. You'd have, I'd have expected Quinns to win that because their home record has been pretty good. Um, I did tip Leicester to win. You did. You did tip them, didn't you? Um, but yeah, it's you know it, it's topsy turvy. It's um, it's great for the game and ultimately you know the game on Sunday with Exeter walloping uh, Wasps. Wasps got out muscled, um, outplayed completely. But bar London Irish and Worcester, who you know Worcester haven't won a game. We got one point. Irish won the first game. Won that first game. Everyone's like, geez, they're here. They're, you know they're yeah, not. Pe- the th- they got they got spanked three on the on the trot now. Petrus Duplessis, let's say what he told us. Yeah, <laughs> we, did, we did a bit of video with Petrus Duplessis, um, and we speak to him a bit. There, he's a good mate at gyms, and he it was after was it? It was after the first game. He comes waltzing in. Comes waltzing. He's like, hey guys, he came in the pod as well. He's like, off air. He's like, guys, I'm telling you, I've taken everything from Saracens that's great about Saracens, eh? and I've taken it to Irish. I'm telling you, we are going to finish in the top four this year. That's what he says. That is what he says. <laughs> Irish are going to finish in the top four. Bumbag. That's his nickname, Bumbag. <laughs> so there we go. Irish are going to struggle. They're struggling. Newcastle are uh, in fourth. Yes. Newcastle look good, eh? What's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what. It started 
Started about two years ago. <laughs> started just just under two years ago. It started when they signed Gonover. That's when it started. It started when I kept them in the Premiership. Then it got relegated. So people tell me. Well, this is oh, what what's the value? I mean, the, well, this is about, the value. You talk yeah. about value, Jim. You, you talk about fucking value. That's millions. That's millions. There you go. That's my value. Thank you, Jim. Well, said it. Say it then. So, <laughs> you're worth the million. So, so, <laughs> so Newcastle, 2015-16. If they'd got relegated, the difference in cash into the business. There should be a statue. Is there a statue of, of you up there? They didn't have a big uh, enough concrete to build it, I don't think. It's the old belly. It's yeah. the Alan Shearer, I think. Uh, no, no. Well, you know, I just did my bit. You know, I went up there, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Grafted. Just, took the 90 grand a month. Or whatever, you, I did it for the love, mate. We kind of pro artist out of a contract. Um, <laughs> kids to feed, mate. I've got twins on the way as well. Mate, you have. Yeah, but they're going well. And that's the thing. You, you, you know, you, you get a bit of luck and... A fat kid helps you stay up in the Premiership, and then you build on that, make some signings like Gonover, um, you know, DTH van der Merwe. They've got Toby Floodiers. He hasn't. Floodiers hasn't even played yet, and they're fourth in the league. They could go top. They play London Irish on Friday night. They could go top. I think Newcastle will be a top six team. I'd love them to be top six. I think they will. I think they'll be top six. I don't. All that hard work yeah. into fruition. Northampton, mate. Look how we have turned that club around. They're third, off the back of us, motivating that whole team, Mot- motorboating them. Oh, motorboating. Motorboating Dorian, Dorian West. West. <laughs> <and his tits. laughs> He's yeah. got a set of tits on him. Mate, I tell you, he has. He has. Big ginger bollocks as well. Um, anyway, <laughs> Northampton, decent. But you go back to, let's go back to Newcastle because there's one bit of skill that I want to talk about from the weekend. Did you see... Was it a driving mall? Did you see DTH van der Merwe's try? Was it a driving mall? No, it wasn't. No, okay, no skill for me then. Bit of individual skill, bit of individual brilliance. Craig Willis, who was my understudy a couple of years ago at Newcastle, I don't know whether I mentioned that. No. Um, put in a cultivated outswinging grubber kick and he's meant to do it he's gone to the line the shape on his foot the way he's placed the ball he knows the way the ball is going to bounce and angle out so it's shaped away from the defence DTH van der Mer- oh, pinpoint kick if that was Bowden Barrett or if that was George Ford or Cipriani it would have gone viral Jesus people have gone wild Quade Cooper all the sh- stuff that he's done skill wise it was unbelievable and just because it's little Craig Willis that plays for Newcastle mate that, that's a great name though it's like Bruce Willis Craig, Craig Willis mm. Craig Willis yeah, yeah topsy turvy isn't it mate Wasps aren't going too well no they're not no they're not mate they ain't Randy Rowe you're right they're not going well they're not going well at all Back a bit games first and you know you know where that's changed that. you know where that's changed this is since Goody's come on here and was like yeah I'm going back to Wasps club ambassador <laughs> old Big nuts goes there. They ain't won a game. We haven't actually since he's gone there. They've not won a game. First... Poison, a poison chalice. <laughs> they call him. My first game uh, at the Rico Arena two weeks ago, uh, hosting the corporate lounge. Just to let people know, it's the biggest corporate lounge in the Premiership. That's why they've got me hosting it. Is it? I changed it to. I beat the it, foods there. It's called. It's good. It's called the Premier Club, and it's going to change the Andy Good Suite. Just hosting that one. Is it? There we go. I'm hosting Saris. Yeah, well, mate, f- four there's ma- real value there. Three men and a dog. No, there's real value in there. Three real men and a dog. Nigel Ray. People who just want to see champions, and that's why I'm hosting it. <laughs> what's the e- extra champions, mate? No, I'm on about like real champions, like okay. Europe. Like Goody, the what's one. the chat? What's the chat about? What's what's, they've just got a few injuries. I oh, listen. They should have beaten Quinns at home. Um, we we. So we, we, this is ridiculous. Should have, could have, would have. <laughs> we we made loads of line breaks. We should have beaten Quinns at home. Fair play. Quinns stayed in the fight. Win it. Towards the end, Cipriani gets Simbin with a slap down. You go to Exeter, teams will do well to win down at Exeter this year. They were damn good on Sunday. And Wasps had a few injuries. They got out-muscled physically, weren't on point. And you get, you know, that, the, the amazing thing about Exeter was from the Exeter kickoff, 
Wasp catch it. Joe Simpson box, box kicks it back to one of the wingers. Maybe it's Jack Noel. Ship it in field. They go through 31 phases and make 60 metres. But to defend for 31 phases, Wasp didn't give a penalty away. I mean, how are your lungs after that? Mate, Two minutes into the game. Forget your lungs. What about the winger? Wadey boy. Oh, wide boy. Wade boy. Wade boy, yeah, go mate, on. Mate, does he want to tackle or not? <laughs> well, that's, that's his weakness, mate. That's his like, weakness? Like, yeah, that's his, defensively, that's his weakness. Like your hands, mate. Hands like cow's tits. <laughs> mate, hey. <laughs> you had hands like cow's tits. The thing is that everyone has, to, everyone has to tackle, mate. Everyone's <laughs> got to tackle a man. Hey, Goody. Jim, yeah. tell me about Billy Vonopola's injury. What do you know about it? Same well, knee that he did, was out for four months with. Yeah, right? it didn't look good, did it? It was quite innocuous, really. You know, just close to the try and off the, off the mall. Um, Sale just picking and going. Um, and yeah, he's just got his leg caught and it's the same knee. You could see he was in a lot of pain. Uh, he's obviously a big man, he's a tough guy. Stayed down for quite a while. Um, a lot of the physios around him managed to kind of hobble off and went straight in, straight into the hospital. So, saw a few Instagram story videos of him in the private suite hospital. Uh, he, he was on good form. He's quite. You have some chicken with him or? Yeah, he would have had some KFC. Any idea of how long he might be out for? Well, they're, they're saying four months. I mean, I don't know. Is it, you know, is it cartilage? Is it. Is it ACL? We don't know the full extent. It looks like it's cartilage. And it's one of them things, isn't it? He's a big man. He's a big man, a powerful guy. And, you know, similar kind of to Manu in that sense, in terms of the sheer mass of the man. It's funny, uh, Goody was just nodding at me going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like me. Like yeah. me. No, 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 they're <laughs> athletes, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, talk, you know, I hope he's all right. You talk about Manu, though. Manu was on BT Sport the weekend. Do you, you hear about this? Do you yeah. see it? Yeah, amazing. So he's talking about they were doing some analysis after the game, talking about uh, Toulouse Veanu, who has got the most ridiculous feet in the Premiership, skinning people for fun. He he danced around five or six Quinn's defenders, front line. Then he's done Mike Brown at the back, stepping, hey, stepping, hey. stepping, offloading everywhere. And Manu's there on BT Sport talking about it, saying, "Oh, he's done him, yeah, left, right, and centre, yeah, and then fucking, oh, sorry, didn't mean to say that." He just swore and said fucking live on uh, BT Sport. So uh, I loved it. Um, and he was just talking about buying Talisa Veanu a bucket full of chicken from KFC if he plays well, and he did. So I think he got him the family bucket, and I asked him to send me one down to London, but I never got it. I know you owe me. Does that make it onto the good, the bad, the ugly? Yeah, well, there's a few few good things. We'll start off, we've got to start with Wasps, haven't we? You know, we are going to talk about Wasps. We weren't good on the field this week, but one thing you'd see Nathan Hughes, Sam Simmons makes the tackle on Nathan Hughes, gets sparkled out. Real nice touch from Nathan Hughes. Stays with him, holds his head, trying to support him, calls the ref. Could have got up, ran off. Some players, you know, you see Marrow whooping. Woo, yeah, Marrow, yeah, bang, when he smashes someone. And the whole thing, you, you compare that with Worcester when Scotland Williamson smashes the living daylights out of Savage. It's that high-fiving it. They're all high-fiving. And Savage is on the floor. I thought that was bad. Yeah, it was well. terrible, terrible. Savage is on the floor trying to eat the grass, like, properly. He was mowing. Yeah, he was <laughs> fast asleep. And, you know, Sav's a big lump and he's he'll make a recovery from concussion. But the Worcester boys were high-fiving everywhere, weren't they, when the, the blokes lying on the floor. Yeah, I thought that was... Half asleep, which was, which was not sportsmanlike at all. But Nathan Hughes, other end of the spectrum, you know, looking after Sam Simmons, thought that was really good. Nice yeah. bit of sporting play. So that was good. We can't give it to them, though. So Newcastle winning down at Bath there, up in the top four. Like I said, if, if results go their way and they beat Irish on Friday, they can go top. Brilliant story. Henry Slade, I thought we haven't spoken about him. I thought he was outstanding for Exeter. At last? Yeah. Well, how do you say at last? Do you not remember that kick, mate, in the semi-final? One kick. He won in the game. Won in the semi-final against Sarries. Hasn't a turnover. Who speaks about that? <laughs> uh, but I actually, 
you look at Henry Slade, he's always got that bit of stardust about him, bit of quality and offload out the back or some ridiculous footwork. He actually did the hard yards, ran some decent hard lines, got through the gain line. And yes, Wasp weren't on, their, on the money physically, but I thought he had an outstanding game in the week that Eddie Jones has left out Jonathan Joseph of the England squad and they're looking at 13s. He really stood up and played it an, an awesome game. But this week, we've given the Italians... A hell of a lot of no, stuff. No, no, you, you, we have, you. Mate. No, we have. I haven't. You, you. We have. Yeah, no, no, mainly you. Go, yeah, I will. I'll admit it. They've been garbage. But this week we're going the good Italian rugby. They had a double win this weekend. Zebra beat the Kings over in South Africa. Shit, that's embarrassing for South Africa. That's bad. Zebra beat the Kings. Treviso uh, beat Edinburgh and Munster over the last two weeks. So the good this week goes to Zebra and Treviso. Italian oh, rugby. My word. Wee 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 wee. That's French. Oh, is it? Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bad, the bad. You talk about the Kings at home losing at home, getting spanked by Zebra. That's embarrassing. That was pretty bad. But we're going to go to the Ospreys. Ospreys, they they were poor. They lost to Treviso. They had bigger. They had James Hook. They had Reese Webb. They've gone over. Lost. I think it was something like sixteen six to Treviso. So the bad this week. Ospreys, the semi finalists last year. They're pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So they are the bad Ospreys. And then the ugly. Only one thing to talk about this week. Alison Pollock, a.k.a. Alison Bollocks. <laughs> Alison Pollock. Calling for tackling and the scrum to be banned in schools. Like you talk about that. You, you talk about health and safety and all this stuff. And yes, you know, we have to be careful to, to grow the game. And, you know, you don't want to see an 18 stone 14 year old playing against because you do get them against a 8 stone 14 year old and you get those matchups and New Zealand have got it right they go by weight category don't they yeah in some parts of New Zealand they come out with that garbage <laughs> about trying to ruin our game kids love it kids you know I go and do some coaching with kids and this is the analogy I always use when you in the professional game at a lot of clubs that I was at probably most clubs I was at in fact every club I was at you say, right, we're doing contact today. Jim, what does every player or the majority of players in the squad go, have we got contact? Are we doing full ball? Are we doing defence? We do, we when contact's out there, what's everyone doing? I've got a stiff back. I can't do it today. <laughs> no one's got any interest in training and doing contact, really, have they? No. It's horrendous. You go and coach a kid's team, whatever age, and you try and work on their handling or whatever, all they want to do is try and tackle each other and smash each other, don't they? Yeah. Um, and it has to be coached in the right way. I, I tell you and what, technique's yeah. important. We are seeing more concussions and stuff in, in the top of the game now. We are. Yeah. But a lot of them are, are being more, a lot of precautionary. You know, back when we played in Leicester and stuff like that, there were concussions, but you used to get on with it, which obviously you is... Got very, to, you it, got told to toughen the fuck yeah, up, didn't you? Which is obviously ridiculous now. It'd be interesting to see the stats, because I was looking through the Twitter feed and some of the information today. That was her argument. She's basing her expertise and her opinion on stats, science, and all the, all these different things. It's just, you know, I, I, and the first part of me was like, who is she to say this? She's probably never played a game of rugby in her life. You know, that kind of old-school defensive stuff. I'm all for safety and protecting kids and protecting people, and I get that this stuff's being looked at now, but what she's saying has to have some real, or it needs to, it needs to have substance in what she's saying. If she, if she can back up and say, you know, rugby is unsafe at this age, at these levels, because, and hit us, hit us on Twitter for a simpletons who aren't going to go and read documents and go and read literature. 
that we don't understand. A load of crap. Hit, just, load just, of just, just hit us. Hit us with some stats. A load of garbage. And I've just done. I've just Wikipedia'd her. She went to the University of Dundee, so she's fucking Scottish. Oh, you right? are. You knew she was Scottish. You knew she was Scottish. Horrible. So the ugly she's this not week, Scottish. The ugly this week, Alison Bollocks. Thank you very much for, uh, for listening to us uh, this week. Uh, and thank you very much for, for coming along to the live pod if you came last time. The next uh, one is sold out at O'Neill's in Soho on the 25th of October. Um, but make sure you keep an eye out because uh, we will be having more live shows once a month. Uh, and also thank you very much to uh, rugbywarfare.com. Uh, go there and get 25% off just forward slash rugby pod and you get a free t-shirt as I mean, well. I mean, talking of t-shirts, the stuff on there is just rad. Rad, what does that even mean? I don't know. It's like, it's like it's like sick, you know, like sick. Like the... Oh, you're trying to speak like a child, like street speak. Yeah. Well. Grow up, mate. You've got twins coming tomorrow. Yeah, true. God, my life is going to be upside down. I'm not going to say it's going to be over. It's going to be tough. I could be bold next week. <laughs> you are, mate. You've got a biscuit on your head. I could be as bold as an eagle downstairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, pod. Pod, pod, pod. Pod, pod. pod. <laughs>